Hey, what is going on guys? This is DK. Back at you with another video here for my final look breakdown of the week 5 NFL main site in DraftKings. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, eSports, today, fantasy sports sites. Before we get into the breakdown, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. Closing in right now, 5.2 thousand subscribers. Um, the easiest way to support me with all the content being free is just leave a like button on the video. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos and you don't want to go live. I will be live streaming tomorrow, going over everything, answering any questions you guys have. One hour before lock on my YouTube channel, so be sure to check out the live stream, guys. Also, if you guys cannot watch YouTube videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. The link is in the description below, which is the DKDFS show. But with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So, uh, we do have um, some news or since I made my early video, well, was that Monday or Tuesday? Some things have changed, right? Some games got postponed. So let's quickly take a look at the Vegas numbers or the Vegas odds for, for the games that we have in the main slate, and then we can jump into the player-by-player -player breakdown. So Cardinals-Jets right now is sitting at 47 over under. Uh, Cardinals are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. We have no Sam Darnold. Joe Flacco going to be leading the way there for the Jets. Panthers-Falcons, the game that should be pretty high-scoring, 53-and-a-half over under. Falcons are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, that one definitely has some game stack, uh, you know, potential there with, you know, both defenses not being great. Bengals-Ravens to 51 over under. Ravens are 12.5-point favorites going up against a rookie quarterback. Jags and Houston, 54.5 over under. Another pretty high over uh, under here. Texans, 5.5-point favorites. Raiders-Chiefs, they got 55.5. I believe that's the highest of the day. Uh, Chiefs are 11.5-point favorites. Rams-Washington's a 46.5 over under. Rams are 7.5-point favorites. Eagles and Steelers is a 44 over under. The Steelers are 7.5-point favorites. Dolphins and 49ers is a 50.5 over under. Uh, the 49ers are 8-point favorites. Colts, Browns is a 47.5 over under. The Colts are 1-point favorites. Uh, Giants, Cowboys is a 54 over under. The Cowboys are 8-point favorites. Uh, and that rounds it out for the main slate. So we'll start quarterback. And quarterback for me, if you watched my early video, not a lot has changed for me. Uh, the guys at the top are, are certainly in play here with uh, Lamar. He, they have him as a questionable tag. He looks he's going to be good to go. Patrick Mahomes, Dak, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, like all the guys at the top. Um, and if you can make him work in cash, I'm fine with it. Like This has been a year where there's been, there's been enough value that you can spend up a quarterback if you want to in cash games. So uh, I have no issue with any of those guys. I like them all. Obviously, Lamar right, can get it down on the ground. Same with Mahomes. Really, really high over-under there uh, against the Raiders. Uh, that one, again, is the highest over-under, actually, of, of the day. And, you know, anytime you can play Mahomes, it'll be every single slate. He has enormous upside. Uh, Dak Prescott, we've seen what he has done the last few weeks. Matched against the Giants. I know the game, there should be a ton of points. Kyler Murray has been like Lamar. has been getting it done on the ground, um, you know, with... 91, 67, and 78 yards on the ground in three of the first four games. Jets defense, nothing to be scared about. So I'm good with Kyler Murray. I've actually played him the last three weeks. I uh, have interest in him once again. And then Deshaun Watson. I like him a good amount here. 6'9". Hasn't really had a big game yet. It's kind of struggled a little bit. But this is a really nice matchup here against the Jaguars. Um, so, yeah, I have interest in Deshaun again. All five of those guys I like at the top. This, like, next little mid-range I'm not overly excited about. Like, I'm not going to get to Big Ben or Goff or Minshew, really. I don't really see the upside, uh, the enormous upside in them. I'd rather just spend up. Or there are some spend-down options, which we'll get to. Matt Ryan and Bridgewater in the same game. I like them both. Uh, again, this is a game that both defenses struggle. There should be a, a ton of points scored here. So I do like Matt Ryan. I do like Teddy Bridgewater, I guess, more as cheaper uh, quarterbacks. I'm not really interested in Joe Burrow. I'm definitely not interested in Philip Rivers. I'm going to pass in Baker Mayfield. 
Uh, probably not going to look to Wentz either. Um, but a couple quarterbacks I want to talk about first. Well, I'm not going to get to Jimmy G. He is going to play um, 5.5K. The San Francisco is a run, run first team, right? I just, I don't really want to play Jimmy G, even at that price. A couple guys, though, I think do have upside down here. Both risky. The first guy is a little bit riskier, being Daniel Jones at 5.4K. It's not been good, and the Giants have not been great either. But this is the get-right matchup here against Dallas. You have seen what teams have done to this Dallas defense. Um... And all the targets for, for New York are really cheap. So I'm definitely eyeing Daniel Jones. I think he is fringe cash game playable. You're not going to feel good about it. Um, I guess a little positive is he's a decent runner, right? 22, 21, 49, and 45 yards on the ground the first four games. So he can definitely run one in. Um, they should be playing from behind. Again, should be good game script. The schedule's been really tough. Like he's, he's played some really tough defenses. Pittsburgh, Chicago, San Francisco, and then the Rams. This is, again, a much, much easier uh, matchup here against the Cowboys. So I'm definitely considering Daniel Jones. You're not going to feel, like, super comfortable with it, but I, I like the price point. I like the matchup. The other guy I want to mention is Derek Carr at 5'3". He's actually been pretty good for this Raiders team. Um, I just think 5.3K is too cheap for this type of matchup. I know Kansas City been solid defensively. It honestly doesn't worry me because this is just a game the Raiders are going to be playing from behind in most likely, right? They're, what, 12.5-point dogs? So, 11.5-point dogs, sure, if he's inefficient, throws a pick or two, it doesn't matter, right? He's going to be throwing the ball a ton. Um, so, I do really like Derek Carr here. Uh, him and Jones are, are the cheap guys that I'm looking to. And I think they're, they're both cash game viable. Again, Jones a little bit shakier just because we haven't really seen a big game from him yet, whereas Carr, he's been, you know, playing pretty well this season. So, Carr, Jones are the cheap quarterbacks that I'm considering you know, if you want to go to a guy like Flacco, fine, at 4-8 against Arizona, I'm not going to do it. Um, I just feel a little bit more, I think the upside is a little bit higher on, you know, Carr and possibly Jones. It's just the matchup, right? Carr, Kansas City, going to be playing from behind. Probably same thing with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones a little bit of a better matchup. But those are the cheap quarterbacks that I'm looking to for this slate. Running back situation, love Zeke, 7-8. That's just way too cheap. Should be playing from ahead. He's game flow independent, even though they do fall behind. He'll get utilized a ton in the passing game like he has the last couple games, 11-8 targets. Um, you know, Pollard, Vulture, touchdown for Zeke. Uh, Dak has vultured some touchdowns. We probably will get some positive uh, regression for touchdowns for Zeke. So love him. I think he's probably the top cash game play for running back. Um, definitely in playing GPPs as well. Um, yeah, really, really good play, uh, even at that price. Um, other running backs here, so no Derrick Henry, he is, they're not in the main slate, again, McCaffrey still on the IR, James Conner, he's been a workhorse back, 6.9k is a very, very fair price, um, over 100 yards last couple of weeks here, he's a guy that, you know, has, is a good passenger back to five, two, and four targets, um, yeah, I think he's a really solid play, though, the only concern of James Conner is his injury history, right, that's always in the back of your mind if you do play him, but he's someone I'm you can definitely consider, I think it is, is both viable in cash and GPP, because, you know, he's going to get a majority of the work there for, for the Steelers. Clyde Ardisler, I really like at 6'8". The price went up a little bit. Um, I know he wasn't great uh, against New England, but New England's been pretty solid defensively. This is a much easier matchup here against the Raiders. Um, and another guy, game flow independent. If they fall behind, they'll utilize him a ton in the passing game. If they're playing from ahead, he should get a good, good amount of uh, carries. I really like Clyde Ardisler. I think he's one of the best cash game plays. Definitely play in both formats in cash and GPP. Really, really do like his upside. Robinson... Fringe cash playable, I'd say a little bit more suited towards GPPs, but the Jags have been, you know, they've been giving a ton of work, and it's a good matchup against Houston. So I'm fine with James Robinson. He's been getting 
uh, you know, 70 plus percent of the, t- uh, of the work here uh, for, for the Jags at running back. And they're utilizing him a ton in the passing game. So I think, you know, six, seven, it does feel like a lot to pay for James Robinson, but the production has been there for him. So you can 100% go to James Robinson. I have absolutely no issue with him, even at that price. Sanders at 6'5", a little bit of a tougher spot, but he has been, you know, the workhorse back here for the Eagles. You know, again, good pass catching back, 7, 8, and 4 targets. I think for the matchup, makes him a little bit more suited for GPPs. There are some other spent-up running backs who we've kind of already gone over. I think are a little bit better matchups. But Sanders is, is a guy that can definitely, um, you know, break the slate at, at this price. So um, someone I'm looking to for sure for GPPs. No Nick Chubb, so Cream Hunt does get a boost. Now, how much more work does he get is kind of in question. The Browns still have two other running backs that they probably will use. Uh, but it's good to see the bad side, tough matchup here. Colts have been really good defensively, but Cream Hunt, good pass catching running back. I think he, that the workload does tick up a bit. So um, you can consider him, but I think more suited for GPPs just because of the matchup. Mike Davis, I really like at 6'4. I think he's going to be popular, but with no McCaffrey, he is basically played like Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's getting a ton of work on the ground, a ton of work through the air. Eight, nine, and six targets. Great matchup here. Again, this Carolina Atlanta game, I think it's a game you're going to want some exposure to. Uh, maybe you go with Mike Davis, but yeah, I, I like his price a lot. And like, he's basically a wide receiver and a running back too. They're kind of playing him like Christian McCaffrey. So really, really like Mac Davis here again. I think playable in both formats. Mixon coming in with the Q tag, think he's going to be good to go. I'm not really considering that's Baltimore. If he does miss, then there would be a, uh, you know value with Geo, but I think he's going to be good to go. Jacobs at 6-3. My concern is they probably will be playing from behind here. Now, the targets have been there, but I think they phase them out a little bit if they if they do fall behind maybe two touchdowns. More suited for GPPs uh, with, with Josh Jacobs. Taylor at 6-2. Hasn't really got, you know, as much workload as we thought after that big week two. Um, matchup solid here. I think, you know, the positives are the Colts like running the ball. Good offensive line. And Phillip Rivers will, you know, dump it down to the running backs a decent amount. So, Fine at 6-2, but I think that more suited for GPPs for me. Mostert coming at the Q tag. We'll see. Um, I expect him to go, but you never know. If he does miss, then I think McKinnon becomes viable here at 5-8. But if Mostert plays, I'm not really going to get to McKinnon. McKinnon's been really, really good in his absence. So, again, this is dependent on Raheem Mostert news. Kenny Drake, I know people have asked me, but I just can't pull the trigger. I've went with him the last couple of days. It's not worked out. Um, I just don't think I can do it. There's... It's so weird to me because he is such a good pass catching back, and we saw it last year. He was averaging like an insane amount of receptions per game, and there's not utilizing him at all, right? So I just, it's one of the biggest mysteries. Like I did not expect this at all from Kenny and Drake this year. I really thought he's gonna be one of the best running backs, uh, you know, for fantasy. So it's really surprising. It's a good match here. They should be playing from ahead, but just no, no work right now in the passing game. It worries me. So. Sure, he's going to be super low-owned after letting people down in back-to-back weeks. I just, I, I don't think I can pull the trigger, which means he probably will have his big game finally. Gurley, it just no real involvement in the passing game either. Um, not getting, like, workhorse work either. Like, that Brian Hill, it's a good matchup. So, yeah, you can look to him at GPPs, but he's kind of touchdown-dependent right now just because, again, no real involvement in the passing game. I don't want to go to either of the Rams' backs. I'm not going to try to figure out that headache. David Johnson, a 5-2, good matchup. Um... I'm actually okay with it. He's he's a cheaper back. I think you think that I, that you can consider. Sorry, uh, he's a good passing back too. If they're playing from ahead, he probably does get some more work. The downside is Duke Johnson is back and his snaps to go way down with Duke Johnson there. So um, that that's the downside. But David Johnson definitely playable. Le'Veon Bell looks like he's gonna be able to go. We'll see. Um, but 
you know, 5.1K is a fair price. We'll, like, I, I think he's he's someone you can look to. Obviously risky because we haven't seen him since week one. And this Jets offense has really, really been struggling. But um, I do have some interest in there, Le'Veon. Uh, I think more suited there for GPPs. I think that's really it. Like, if you want to target Gibson, he, he's been solid for the for this Washington team. It's just, you know, the, the offense has been struggling. He's a good pass catching back. Again, more suited, though, for GPPs for me. And that's it. Like, I don't think I want to consider any of these backs below it. Like, if you maybe pick, Devontae Freeman would be the guy if, if, it, you, had, if you maybe pick someone below 5K. Um, you know, again, Dallas defense has been terrible. He got a, a decent amount of work. He's a good pass catcher back. We saw four catches and four targets, so... Playable, but you're not going to really feel like an amazing about playing Devontae Freeman. And that's it for me for running back. So let's move on to wide receiver. Wide receiver, well, some guys at the top here. Hopkins at 7-9, always in play. He's a target machine. If you want to pair him with Kyler, no issue with that at all. Calvin Ridley, possibly no Julio. Great matchup here. He did have a donut last week. Doesn't worry me at all. Um, this is a much easier matchup. And if Julio's out, he should be, again, a target machine. 12, 10, and 13 targets the first three weeks. So um, yeah, sure, right. We're not getting him at a discount. 7-5 is you're going to have to pay a premium for him, but definitely someone in consideration for sure. Um, Amari Cooper, I like all the Dallas receivers. Him, CeeDee Lamb, even Gallup, who's been a little bit more up and down. Uh, we'll talk about Schultz, who's a tight end. I like all their targets. Uh, it's just a good match here. 14-9-12 and 16 targets. Absolutely insane. Amari Cooper's been having uh, an amazing year. Sure, again, you're going to have to pay a premium, but definitely viable. Let's see, Tyreek Hill's always in play if you want to pair him with Mahomes. The big play upside is there. Um, I don't know if I can pull the trigger on him in cash because only, you know, he's had six targets in three of the first four games, which is not amazing. But th- that big play upside is is always makes him in play for GPPs. And again, Mahomes is, you know, not super, super pricey, so you can definitely go that stack in GPPs, maybe running back with like a Raiders receiver. Don't hate that at all. Uh, Julio got to keep an eye on this. I'm probably not going to go with it either way because the hamstring injury we saw, it, he, he rushed it back and, and re-aggravated it. So either way, I'm not going to do it just because I, I just I think it's too risky. Um, Juju at 6-7 is fine, but I do prefer Deontay Johnson, who actually has been the number one receiver here for Pittsburgh. So I'll take the discount there on Deontay over Juju. Will Fuller, again, feels a little pricey, but uh, the matchup's really good here. If you want to pair him with Deshaun Watson, um, I'm fine with it, right? He's been, he's had over hundred yards in two of the f- first four games. So he's got that big play upside. I don't know if he's cash viable, but again, definitely suited for GPPs. Other options. Odell's the guy I'm probably going to pass on, right? He had a big week, but that was against Dallas. This is a tougher spot. The price would come up a bit. I'm probably not going to go there. Boyd's a target machine. They should be playing from behind. It's a tougher matchup, but yeah, again, I think he's fine, but not really going to prioritize him. McLaurin's been really, really good for this Washington team, even though they've been struggling. 7, 10, 8, and 14 targets. Um, he is just, he's amazing. In his second year, he's having a breakout year. I'm perfectly fine with that. If you want to go there, like the, the, the matchup's mediocre. Um, so new quarterback though, Kyle Allen. That That's the only downside, right? This is the quarterback play. But he's still been good with, with bad quarterback play. DJ Moore, um, he's kind of had a letdown year. Uh, it's actually been Robbie Anderson that has had the better uh, year so far. A lot of people are really excited about DJ Moore going this year. Maybe this is, I guess he had a kind of a breakout game there week two, but um, he's a guy that has that big play upside. And 6K is is a fair price. Um, and like I said, this game has chewed out potential. So I'm perfectly fine if you want to pair Bridgewater with DJ Moore. I like CeeDee Lamb too at 6K playing out of the slot. Uh, has consistent targets, 6 9 7 7 um, he's been really, really consistent this year. So, again, good matchup. I think, you know, even with the price bump that he's playable. Robbie Anderson, 
you know, for me, I would rather play DJ Moore, even though Robbie's been better. Um, if you want to go Robbie Anderson over DJ Moore, that's fine. If you want to play both and go game stack, also fine. Uh, but I would, for me personally, I would still rather have DJ Moore, even though Robbie Anderson's been better uh, so far this year. I don't really want to target players against San Francisco with Devontae Parker. Crowder with Flacco now there. It's just, I'm probably not going to do it. Just because, again, Sam, Sam Darnold loves going to a slot receiver. So we'll see with, with Flacco, but I'm not going to do it. Again, DeAndre Johnson. I like him better than Juju for the discount. He has been their number one receivers in the games he's played. Again, week three, there he got injured. But 10 and 13 targets the first couple games. He's been really solid. 5-6 is a fair price. Definitely considering him. Gallup has been a little bit up and down receiver for Dallas, but... Um, he's got the big play upside. We saw it a couple weeks ago against Seattle. We went for 28 fantasy points. Perfectly fine with him. Again, he is the cheapest. I think he is the riskiest of the bunch, but um, still does uh, carry that upside. Russell Gage at 5-1 is solid, but Zacchaeus actually with when Julio went down, Zacchaeus had the most amount of snaps. We'll talk about him as a min-price receiver if Julio's out. He's someone I think you can definitely look to. Gage at 5-1 not getting him an amazing discount. Again, I think I would probably rather get to Zacchaeus for the discount if Julio is out. So we'll talk about this case more in a bet. He is mid-price. Let's see. Other options. You know, Renfro in a game that should be playing from behind. Out of the slot. I'm fine with it. Uh, the price is coming up. TY, AJ Green. They're kind of buy-low candidates, right? Both have struggled this year. Maybe this is the game they finally have upside. You know, the targets have been there for Green. Just hasn't really had a big game. TY Hilton just hasn't had a good game yet. But uh, you are getting them at pretty, pretty low prices. So if you want to buy low there, don't think that's the worst idea. And then Giants receivers, Slayton and Golden Tate. I like, uh, you know, no Sterling Shepard. These two are, they're clear, uh, you know, top two receivers. We also have Evan Ingram who I'll talk about. I do like a tight end as well. Uh, but this Giants defense has just been terrible. It should be good game script. They should be playing from behind. I like both these Giants receivers. And I like both a good amount with Slayton, with uh, Golden Tate. Henry Ruggs, so looks like he's going to be good to go here for 7 uh, The knee hamstring injury obviously is makes him a little bit riskier, but again, they should be playing from behind. Viable. Nelson Aguilar, I still think, gets a, a decent amount of work as well. Talk about him as a cheaper option. Both Ruggs playing does make Aguilar a little bit more risky. Again, Golden Tate, I, I mean, I just like 4-6, playing out of slot. Dallas defense has been terrible. He hasn't really had a, a big game yet, but I, I just like the prices in both these Giants receivers. So, um, I do like them a good amount. Chenault at 4-5, good matchup, getting some work on the ground, getting work through the air. I think he's fine. Did only play in like 50% of the snaps the last game, but again, the production has been there. Uh, no real issue there. Sammy Watkins has actually been pretty consistent besides week two, uh, nine, eight, and seven targets. Again, a good matchup. 4-5 is a fair price, so um, I think you can consider Watkins. Hardman, a little bit more boomer bust. He's not getting as many snaps, but the big play upside has been there. We've seen it last couple games with a touchdown for him, so more suited for GPPs for me. Cooks was a was a chalk play that everyone is on. Uh, last week, he was a donut. Um, if you want to go back there in GPPs, I'm good with it. Again, good matchup. He still is out there majority of the game. Like, I'm okay with it. No one's going to play him. He was at, like, 5K to start the year. 4.1K seems like a, a decent price here for Cooks, so... Um, Probably not cash viable, but I don't hate the idea of going back to the wall there if you did play him last week because he's going to be super, super low-owned. Let's see. Uh, other options here for cheaper wide receivers. Aguilar. So I would like to more if Ruggs is out. Ruggs is in. I still think Aguilar will play alongside Ruggs and they'll use Renfro out of the slot. They still do have Zay Jones, though, so it makes... Aguilar a riskier option now. He is someone I was high on to begin the week, but 
Um, makes him a little bit riskier now with Ruggs playing. And finally, we'll go to Zacchaeus. Um, if Julio Jones is out, again, this is dependent on Julio Jones being out, but he played the most snaps out of any Atlanta wide receiver last game. Six to nine targets last couple games. He's been good. Flatman Price, great matchup. So I'm definitely considering him if Julio Jones is out. Now, if Julio Jones is in, makes him a lot riskier. The workload is more in question because they have Julio Ridley engaged at the top three receivers. But if Julio's out, I think Zacchaeus is, is going to get a good amount of work. So he's someone I'm, I'm for sure looking to at min price. But that's really it for wide receivers. Let's talk about tight end now. Uh, the top tight ends, at least uh, Kittle, Kelsey, and Darren Waller all look good to me. Uh, Kittle had an amazing game last week. Um, 15 catches on 15 targets is absolutely insane. Not getting my discount, but I'm fine if you want to go there. Kelsey's been so consistent here. 6.4K is a fair price. Great matchup on the other side. I like Darren Waller, too, who is the Raiders' clear number one receiver. He had the one bad game against New England, but New England uh, basically kind of doubled. They just, they just wanted to shut down Waller. The other three games, 8, 16, and 12 targets. They should be playing behind. I like both tight ends in this game a lot. I think you can play them both in the same lineup if you want to go that route. Like, I don't think that's the worst idea. I got more suited for GPPs, but double tight end stack with Kelsey and Darren Waller is, is playable for sure. Ertz, with no Goddard, hasn't really had a big game yet, uh, but the targets have been there for him. More of a riskier option. I do feel a little bit better with Waller uh, and Kelsey personally. Higby, I'm going to pass. I'm not going to get to Jusecki. Um, and then there's three tight ends here in the mid-range I like, and then below that, no one really I'm, I'm super excited about. So, it's Schultz, it's Hurst, and it's Evan Ingram, the guys in the mid-range I like. Schultz, um, 10, 6, and 8 targets. Been really, really solid here. Um, again, good matchup, 4.8K. The price is coming up, but I still think he's playable. Um, I like Hayden Hurst, too, running a ton of routes. Good matchup, 4.7. He's been pretty safe. Like I'm fine with him. And then finally, Evan Ingram. The targets have been there for him. 7, 8, 5, 10 targets at last game. Dallas defense, terrible. Should be playing from behind. I like Ingram. So those three guys in the mid-range, I do like a good amount. Below that, honestly, there's really not a whole lot I'm excited about. Like, I'm not going to go to Mo Cox. I'm not going to go to a Hooper. Ebron is fine at 4K. I guess he would be the, the cheap tight end I, I would consider, but still not, like, overly excited about that. Logan Thomas with the backup quarterback now. He's going to get a ton of targets. I guess he's still fine at 3-5. You know, same thing with Herndon with, with Flacco playing. Maybe he does get a slight boost, but there's no one I, I really feel good for cheap tight ends. So, uh, yeah, for me, the top, obviously, Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, and then the mid-range. Schultz, Hurst, Ingram. If you maybe pick a cheap tight end, it would be Ebron. Um, I think Logan Thomas playable, too, but don't really feel amazing about either of those guys. Finally, defense. So defense is a little bit tricky. There's no real standout play, in my opinion. And defense is highly variant, right? Like a, a cheap defense, all you really need is like a pick six, even though, they put a, even though they give up a ton of points. So, like, you can go with a cheap defense and just hope they don't kill you. Spend up defenses like the Rams going up against the back of quarterback, I think, look good. Baltimore against the rookie quarterback, solid. Those are the two, like, spend up uh, defenses I would consider. Uh, cheaper defenses, or I guess defense in the mid-range, the Colts have been really, really solid. Baker's a guy that will, you know, is prone to turnovers. So I think the Colts look like a pretty decent uh, defense there in the mid-range. Uh, and then cheap defenses, again, nothing really stands out. Like, I'm not, I don't want to play the Raiders or the Giants or the Bengals. I guess the cheapest defense I would consider is the Dolphins just because San Francisco's a run-first team and just hope maybe they don't kill you. So, yeah, if you want to consider the Dolphins, fine. Um, but, yeah, defense, in my opinion, there's no standout play. So just go with what works 
for you. Uh, I don't think it's the worst idea to punt defense and just hope like they get you like three or four points. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos so you know when I go live again. I will be live streaming one hour before lock on my YouTube channel, so be sure to check out the live stream, guys. Uh, but thanks again. Hope you guys have a good day, and I will see you all tomorrow in the live stream.